You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. According to Sham Sharania, the New Orleans Pelicans are aggressively attempting to move up to either number two or number three in the 2023 NBA draft. What does that mean for the Charlotte Hornets? Why is it always New Orleans trying to take things away from us? That's what you're getting on this episode. I'm your host, Joshua Balta. Going to be short today. Not getting into a lot of depth. We got some guests coming on this week. Really, I just want to hit on that. I want to hit on New Orleans possibly trading up to two. What that would take. Do I like it? Should we, as a fan base, be game for moving the number two overall pick? to New Orleans, we're going to get into that. So, without further ado, no, hell no, we should not be doing this. And so, look, I get it. When you hear New Orleans trade, New Orleans has some pieces. For about a quarter of the season, this past season, New Orleans was the number one seed in the West. Now, the West was so close. I mean, one through... 13. I mean, I know Denver and uh, Memphis and Sacramento ended up, you know, kind of making some space there. But, I mean, all year long we saw, I mean, the Lakers ended up going to the Western Conference Finals and they were the 12 seed for much of the season. They had to play in the play-in to get there. Okay. The, you know, returning NBA champions in the Golden State Warriors. They were on the precipice of not making the playoffs. And so the Western Conference was tight. Before a quarter of the season, New Orleans was the number one seed. And that's because they have some dudes. They have some dudes in New Orleans. So when you first hear that New Orleans may be interested, not even may be interested, is interested, aggressively interested in moving up to either number two or number three, some lights start going off. You're like, oh my gosh, what are the possibilities here? But when you get down to it, there's really only two options. And they in option A has to include Zion Williamson. It has to include Zion Williamson. Why can't I say his name? Williamson. Williamson. This is this is a uh speaking exercise now. Zion Williamson. It has to include Zion Williamson. Boom. Nailed it. Perfect. Option B has to include Brandon Ingram. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear a thing about CJ McCollum. I don't want to hear a thing about future first round draft picks and packaging. Hey, we have a lot of assets. Let's send Charlotte three, four firsts for the number two overall selection. No, I don't want that. I don't want CJ McCollum. I don't want a bevy of first round draft picks that are going to end up being out of the lottery, mid tier first round picks for the next three, four years. I don't want that. I don't want just a bunch of little role guys and that being the main piece of the deal. If they want to be that aggressive, if the aggressive part 
is true, and they truly want to be that aggressive, give me Zion, give me Ingram. I'm not trying to say Williamson again. Butchered that. Those are the only two options. And then even then, hell no. I don't want them. I do not want them. Check this out, guys. We just came off of an hellacious season here in Charlotte. Stricken by injury after injury after injury. Our star player, he rolled his he rolled his ankle three different ways. Out. He missed 40 plus games. Of course, we were dealing with other injuries too. Cody Martin did nothing this season, injured. You have Gordon Hayward and his usual, what what we've become accustomed to here in Charlotte in the Gordon uh, Hayward era. We had multiple injuries to Kelly Oubre and Dennis Smith Jr. and Terry Rozier missed some extended time. I mean, every single top eight in the rotation guy missed extended time this season. You're telling me all of a sudden that you want to trade for Zion? For Zion. Zion, guys. Who has played in 29 games over the past two seasons. Over the past two seasons. No. I don't want Zion here. It's intriguing if he could ever get it right, okay? If Zion could ever get it right, then yes. When he plays, he dominates the game. But he never plays. He never plays. He doesn't take care of his body. And I, this isn't a body-shaming episode. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to talk about real-life struggles that people deal with and things like that. But when you are a professional athlete, you are the number one pick, and quite possibly, I know that there's a lot of you know, Victor Wimbanyama is the best prospect that we've seen since LeBron James, maybe even better than LeBron. Zion was in that realm as well, okay? And because Zion didn't work out, this is my personal opinion, because Zion hasn't panned out thus far in the NBA, people are all of a sudden assigning that tag to Victor Wimbanyama. Not saying that to take away from Vic, that's not what I'm trying to do. Wimby is a freak, I see him do things that I've never seen someone in that style of body do before. He, He's an alien. He is. But the reason why there's so much attention now on Wimby is because we are getting down to the end of LeBron James's career, and everybody wants to know who's next. And, yeah, there are some guys in the league. There's your Giannis. There's KD, even though he's starting to get older. Okay, there are some guys positioned in the league to take over that, and maybe they already have. We saw the Denver Nuggets win the championship last night. Completely different kind of star, completely different kind of player than what we've you know been watching over the past decade, decade and a half in the NBA. I'd say decade. In Jokic. But the... The NBA wants the next LeBron. The fan, the, the NBA fans across the board 
once the next LeBron. And so Zion was supposed to be that. But then it didn't happen, or it hasn't happened thus far. And so that's why this Wimby stuff is gaining so much traction. They're both phenomenal players. But we've got to remember, Zion was supposed to be the next LeBron. LeBron was supposed to be on his way out. He was supposed to be on his left last leg. We've seen that that just doesn't happen with LeBron, even if he missed a step. And we saw that truly this, you know, playoff season for the first time. Okay. The guy still averaged like 30 points in the playoffs, which is insane at 38. But Zion was supposed to be that. He hasn't been that. And I don't know if he's going to be that because he doesn't take care of his body. He doesn't. All the things that all, all of the regimen that you see coming out of Wimby's camp about how he's learning to like land on his feet and to avoid injury and he's doing these different you know, stretches and different, you know, treatments throughout the day to keep his body right because he knows that he is at risk with the 7-5 body frame. Zion's not doing any of that. I don't even have to bring up what Zion went through this past week. Everybody knows, all right? I don't even, I, I don't even have to talk about it. I don't, Okay. But Zion, I don't want Zion. Gordon Hayward. All right, going back to Gordon Hayward. Check this out. Gordon Hayward has played in 70 more games in the past two seasons than Zion Williamson. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's intriguing. And for a second, I would be ex like if if a trade actually went through, I would be excited because I'd be thinking about the possibilities. You have LaMelo, you have Zion, and then all of a sudden – you have Mark Williams, who is in the fold, and you have a true five center who can protect the rim. You have a freak athlete in Zion. You have one of the best passers and creators in the league in LaMelo Ball, and then you fill in the rest of the spots. Miles Bridges may be coming back. P.J. Washington, I would lean towards he will be back in Charlotte as well. All of a sudden, you have a team. You know when Zion plays that he dominates. We don't know what Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller will bring to the table, even if healthy. We don't. And so I get that aspect. But I also understand the aspect of Zion never plays. And whenever you come to me and you tell me that Gordon Hayward has played in 70 more games than the guy that we traded the number two overall pick for, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. It's too risky. It's way too risky. I don't even know what Zion's trade value is. That's how I feel like I have a good grasp and that we could put together trades here at Hive Hoops and at Hornets Lead that would make sense for both teams. Zion is a unicorn. I have no idea what his trade value is. I have no idea what you should get in return for him. I don't know what you should be willing to give up for him. He, I have no idea. Because when he plays, he's a top 10 talent in this league. But he never damn plays. Ever. Ever. And so, you're going to sit here and tell me in this, Char in this Gordon Hayward Charlotte Hornets era that we've dealt with all of the injuries that we've had. 
And we've been on the precipice of the playoffs twice now during this time frame. But then Gordon Hayward couldn't get healthy in order to make a playoff push or to solidify even a home play-in game to where the Charlotte Hornets have two opportunities to make a seven-game series. All of a sudden, you want to bring in Zion, who the Pelicans had the Suns on the ropes the season that they went to the NBA Finals, had them on the ropes. The eventual NBA Finals attending Phoenix Suns. The New Orleans Pelicans had them. But where was I? Where where was I? Oh, he was in street clothes on the bench because he wasn't healthy. And 15 minutes of Zion possibly could have won them that series, but Zion was nowhere to be found. I don't want that, guys. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, going back to Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward and Brandon Ingram have played in the exact same amount of games over the past two seasons. I know I just blew your mind with that stat. That is insane. So all of a sudden, we're going to give up the number two overall pick for a guy who plays in the amount of games as Gordon Hayward. I mean, it's better than 70 less than Gordon Hayward and what Zion's return has been over the past two seasons. But if I asked anybody, hey, okay, we're going to trade the number two overall pick for a for a good player, for an all-star, fringe all-star level player, we're going to trade the number two overall pick for that guy. But here's the caveat. Oh, he's only played in the same amount of games as Gordon Hayward over the past two seasons. Everybody would say no. Take whoever you're taking at number two. I don't want them. But then you attach the name Brandon Ingram to him. You're like, okay, I've seen that. I, I, I've seen him hoop. He's actually pretty dang good at basketball. No, guys, do not get mesmerized in the short, quick fix. Do not do it. Brandon Ingram is on a two-year deal. He's making $30 million plus a year. He's a good player. But he only has two years left on a deal. He's played in this same amount of games as Gordon Hayward over the past two seasons. There is no world in which the Charlotte Hornets should trade the number two overall pick for him. There's just not. Now, some of you may be saying, well, that's not what all would be in the deal. We would need more. I agree. In a potential deal at number two, the Charlotte Hornets would have to, in return, receive either Zion or Brandon Ingram. They'd have to receive the number 14 overall pick in this year's draft. You want something immediate. You want something that can go to the Greensboro, uh, possibly even someone who pops early and can make it onto the roster. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. But, you know, we can dream. And then you want some additional role players. You want a Herbert Jones. I would love to have Herbert Jones here in Charlotte. Oh, my gosh. I'd be all about that. You want a Jose Alvarado. And really, honestly, with him, 
I don't really want Jose Alvarado. I like him, and I'm a I'm a fan of Jose Alvarado. I don't want him for the Charlotte Hornets. Like, yeah, he's got he, he has great tenacity, great energy, you know, different things. But I would want to hit higher if we're really making a trade for the number two overall pick. I don't want Jose Alvarado. Give me Herbert Jones. That's who I want. And there's for a second when you start and, and and maybe a future first as well. For a second, when I think about the prospect of adding either Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram to this roster with Herbert Jones, the 14th overall pick, and maybe a future protected pick or something along those lines. I'm not going to lie, I get kind of excited. Okay. Now, moving some of that salary or obtaining some of that salary means you have to move some salary as well. Getting off of Gordon Hayward's money, even though he's expiring. I don't know if Charlotte would want to do that, honestly. They're like, hey, we've, we've ridden this out for three years. Let's ride it out one more. But possibly moving off of Terry Rozier's money, getting rid of some of these young guys, moving them to New Orleans, your James Book Knights, uh, your maybe a JT Thor or a Kai Jones, and just making some roster space for some guys that you've, you kind of know where they're at at this point. Yeah, can they continue to improve? Sure. But making some roster space, clearing out some guys that you're like, you know what, it just didn't work here. You could do that. Cody Martin is probably the next. He's a pretty big one on that list. I mean, here we are in June. Dude's knee's been sore since before Christmas. I still haven't seen any video of him in the gym. You know, the Charlotte Hornets released tons of footage of guys getting up shots. They take pictures. We've seen Nick Richards. We've seen P.J. Washington. We've seen LaMelo. We've seen James Booknight. We've seen Dennis Smith Jr. We've seen Svee. We've seen multiple guys in the gym. We still haven't seen Cody Martin in the gym. Bro, it's been six months. Now, maybe he's been in the gym. I don't know. But I haven't seen any footage of it. And if it goes back to his knee problems, oh, yeah. We need to find a way to get off of him. If that's the case. We need to find a way to get off of him right now. This would be a good way. And for a second, all of this entwined together, possibly getting unloading Cody Martin, possibly unloading a Gordon Hayward, or maybe a Terry Rozier, while getting an all-star in return, a great defensive wing player, and multiple draft picks. Okay, that sounds pretty sexy. But then I remember that it's either Zion or Brandon Ingram that we'd be getting. Dudes miss just as more, just as many, if not more games than Gordon Hayward. I don't want that in Charlotte. I'm sick of injuries. Like, roll in number two, pick Scoot, draft him, piece him with LaMelo. Like we said, Mark Williams is solidifying his uh, role at the five. P.J. Washington will more than likely be back. Looks like Miles Bridges will be here. This team can probably be pretty good. You also throw in. Gordon Hayward gives you 40 games-ish. 
this season because Charlotte Horn is probably not trading him in those 40 games. He'll probably be, he'll be okay. He'll be decent. There'll be some games where you're like, dang, Gordon Hayward's still pretty good at basketball. There'll be other games where you're like, dang, Gordon Hayward kind of just disappeared. I didn't even know he was on the floor. And then you got Terry Rozier, if the Hornets decide to keep him or not, depending upon what the draft is. This team could be pretty good. Okay? It really could. And so trading, what, seven, eight years of control over a Scoot Henderson or a Brandon Miller? For two years of Brandon Ingram, and then, oh, all of a sudden, he didn't like his time in Charlotte. Oh, he was injured. He didn't play a lot, and he's going to go see the open market, and the Hornets are like, yeah, scrap that. Do not do not become enamored by the short play. Do not do it, Hornets fans. Draft it, too. Take Scoot Henderson. Now, if the Charlotte Hornets are fixated on Brandon Miller, uh, that may be a different case. I might want to, I might want to revisit this. But right now, in my mind, Scoot Henderson. Right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Five Hoops. I am your host, Joshua Balta. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review, follow all of the things you guys know what to do. Until next time, adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by the League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops.